Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce cost and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com strange. netsuite.com strange. netsuite.com strange. I'm Laura Norton, and this is One Strange Thing, the show where we search the nation's news archives for stories that can't quite be explained. In the early 1940s, a man named Roy Beebe lived in Southern California. There, he grew vegetables. And we don't want you to imagine an old man puttering around his backyard garden and plucking underripe cherry tomatoes or mediocre melons. No, this 58-year-old father of six who sauntered through his yard in utility pants and galoshes, he grew vegetables with a capital V, as in giant ones. Imagine, if you will, five-pound tomatoes, eight-pound onions, carrots two feet long, a mad scientist's dream. But there was not an experimental lab in sight. There was just Roy and his plants. An August 1942 Wide World Report called the scene, quote, a backyard geologic garden of Eden. Roy Beebe had made his family's Long Beach home a bioscience playground. Per the Long Beach Press Telegram, Roy was an agricultural chemist by trade. As a child in Indiana, he developed an interest in plants, and he was no stranger to backyard farming. Years before the giant vegetables that made headlines, he'd grown several, quote, better-than-average crops of corn in his Long Beach backyard. The Kraft Corporation had taken note and hired him in 1938 to do soil research. Four years later, Roy's backyard vegetables once again drew attention. His crop was big, literally. As he told Wide World reporter Ted Gill, his process for growing the giant veggies was deceptively simple. He was using different metals and chemicals to recreate the soil of the primeval world. After all, everything was enormous back then, right? The lizards, the ferns, even the bugs. 
So if one can make the soil in 1942 more like it was in prehistoric times, the possibilities were, well, huge. Maybe limitless. And Roy B. figured that he was the man to give it a go. Today, our grocery stores are, unfortunately, lacking in onions the size of newborn babies. And we might have Roy Beebe to blame for that. According to the Santa Ana Register, he had absolutely no interest in commercializing his process. His goal was, ultimately, to create a healthier and more efficient veggie, not feed an entire family on a single avocado. The size of his crop was impressive, but it was not his end game. He told the Register, quote, I am interested in producing big nutrition plants. If a person has a chronic disease, there is a cause for it. And if there is a cause, there is also a cure. And Roy was into help, big into help, as you might imagine. His giant vegetables would not be his last foray into healing remedies. In fact, a June 28, 1944 Long Beach Independent column mentions yet another project. A very unusual one, even for Roy Beebe. And this is where our story really begins. You see, Roy didn't just grow plants. He also claimed to have harnessed cosmic rays and tapped into their potential as a health regimen. And what exactly is a cosmic ray? Here's the short version. In the early 1900s, Austrian physicist Victor Hess was running experiments out of a hot air balloon thousands of feet in the air. According to the Nobel Institute, Hess found that the Earth's atmosphere always contains high-energy particles, or radiation. And, in fact, that radiation levels increase as you get further into the atmosphere. The source couldn't be the sun, because the levels acted that way whether it was day or night or even a solar eclipse. Hess and his research partner, Carl Anderson, won the Nobel Prize for Physics in 1936. To this day, we don't know for sure where cosmic rays come from. And while they might have been in the news in the 1930s and 1940s, there certainly wasn't any indication that exposure would be healthy for humans. Why Roy Beebe felt like he could research radiation in the sky like he did minerals in the soil that's unclear. In 2011, the Long Beach Press-Telegram reported that Roy'd seen Haley's comet in 1910 at age 26 and that he'd become obsessed with rays and static. Maybe that was his inspiration. In a July 1945 account, Roy told the Long Beach Independent that he'd actually, quote, captured and controlled cosmic rays back in 1910. But only recently, he told the paper, had he harnessed them, quote, for the good of humanity. So, according to Roy, he'd captured the rays. He'd harnessed them, somehow, for health. For the good of humanity, to quote him, directly. But how did he get the word out in those early days? We're not sure. But we think we know why, once people heard, his idea caught on so quickly. The Universal Press seems to think world events had something to do with it. In September of 1945, 
Ed Barlow wrote that the previous month's twin atomic bomb strikes in Japan had made many Americans anxious about radiation and their health. The United States was a country in search of remedies, and Roy claimed to have them. Roy told the UP that the crowds, quote, just heard about it and kept coming to me, and I couldn't stop it. Eventually, Roy Beebe's cosmic rays became big news, nationwide news. People were flocking to Roy's home on Fashion Avenue. There, the new help craze was unfolding in spectacular fashion. Roy was offering folks the chance to sit in his yard, which was strung with wires. And those wires, they were supposedly channeling cosmic rays. You could either sit near them and bask or hold them for a direct dose. The wires ran to and from a black box that was apparently holding the rays, covered in levers and dials, and standing as wide and tall as a modern refrigerator. While visitors were basking, they could eat snacks enhanced with cosmic wheat and cosmic corn and take sips of cosmic water. The giant vegetables were not mentioned. Perhaps Roy had lost interest at that point. Now, Roy, he wasn't charging any money to come visit the rays or eat his cosmic snacks, though he didn't turn down donations from his new followers. And those followers, they weren't just there to soak up some preventative rays. Local papers in Long Beach reported that the Ray's devotees were seeking everything from pain relief to cancer treatment. And Life magazine visited Roy's home late that summer. The black and white photos taken by their journalist, Martha Holmes, depict a jubilant atmosphere. Men and women of all ages had packed the Beeb's backyard, lining the mid-century suburban streets with their cars. However, the Rays were not universally popular. The Long Beach Independent wrote a very skeptical article on July 24, 1945. They suggested Roy was, quote, using mesmerism, self-hypnotism, and plain hoax to his advantage. And there was more. They'd reached out to a scientist at Caltech for a fact check as to whether cosmic rays could actually do anything at all. But in the 1940s, this was a nascent science, even for the professionals. And so, convinced that sitting in Roy's backyard and holding wires was doing something good, people kept coming in droves and eventually arrived by the thousands a day. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Meanwhile, Roy's neighbor's patience was wearing thin. By September 1945, the Universal Press had picked up the story and ran it in papers across the country. As the fervor grew, Roy's neighbors in Long Beach were getting more vocal. According to the UP, those neighbors complained that Roy's new peak of 4,000 visitors a day was disturbing their peace. One neighbor told the UP that the visitors, quote, 
stirred up dust, tangled traffic, made noises, sang, built bonfires, and made funny faces at passing children. Another declared that visitors regularly asked to use the neighbors' bathrooms as they waited in line, and that if they weren't allowed in, a front yard would often work just as well. After a heated public meeting on the matter, in which a city councilman was slapped by an unidentified woman, Roy was given 30 days to move his cosmic ray operation elsewhere. Otherwise, he'd be declared a public nuisance. And there was more. It seems that Roy Beeb was increasingly aware of the risky business that was running a holistic health mecca. He told the UP that not only was he not a doctor, but he'd never actually claimed someone could become sick or well by visiting him. In any case, Roy was probably smart to start covering his tracks. On April 13th, 1946, over six months after his neighbors started to complain, the UP ran an update. It turned out that the Beeb family was expanding their donation-fueled mission to harness cosmic rays. Now, Charles and Paul Beeb, Roy's adult sons, were operating open-air cosmic ray plants just outside Long Beach proper. And, apparently, these sons, they'd been arrested. The previous day, April 12th, law enforcement had swarmed these so-called plants, suspecting fraud, and they were accompanied by a scientist to help them make sense of whatever they found. Strangely enough, that scientist was none other than Carl Anderson, that Nobel Prize winner who'd studied cosmic rays with Victor Hess. Why? Well, we can only assume that Anderson was having a slow day at the lab. When they arrived, they found more than 100 elderly people holding wires or sitting in their cars with the wires clipped on to soak up the rays. Carl Anderson, who we cannot emphasize enough, had won the Nobel Prize, took a look around. He determined that most of the wires weren't actually connected to anything. And those that were connected to the big black cosmic ray box to Anderson's eyes, that big box was nothing more than, quote, a Rube Goldberg machine. If you're not familiar, think of the board game Mousetrap or those YouTube videos of complex systems designed to do simple things. A guy knocks over a pile of dominoes, which hits a lever, which sends a toy car careening down a ramp, all to do something simple like flip a light switch. On April 15th, a longer version of that same article appeared in several local papers with an important addendum. Law enforcement officers could not find the elder Beeb. The sons were charged with eight counts of violating local business and health codes. The UP quoted one of the brothers, and we're not sure which, saying that their devices were pushing static out of the air. He said, quote, when people are full of static, they get sick or they get fussy and start persecuting us. This incident, by any stretch of the imagination, should have been the end of the Beeb family's cosmic rays. A picture of the U.S. regulatory system working as designed, protecting consumers. The unmasking of a likely snake oil peddler and his shady family business. Except for one strange thing. Or really, two strange things. 
first and maybe more mundane, all but one of the charges against Roy's sons were dropped. We don't know why exactly. Court documents from the 1940s are, unsurprisingly, difficult to get a hold of. But we can tell you this. According to the Long Beach Independent, Charles and Paul Beebe were charged with violating the Medical Practices Act, the Pure Foods Act, the Pure Drugs Act, and California food sanitation laws. All of that was dropped, save for a single and minor labeling technicality. And that last charge might explain a shift in the rhetoric from the Beebe family. Beginning in 1947, all of their references to the health benefits of cosmic rays ceased, and suddenly, no more declarations that static makes you sick. No more touting cure-all properties of cosmic corn. Which brings us to that other strange thing. All of this legal turmoil, it didn't stop people from coming. Not by a long shot. Instead, Roy Beebe moved the business out of his home and into the future. A year after his sons were arrested, Roy began construction on a 25-acre complex just a couple miles north of their home. It was entirely funded by donations from cosmic ray connoisseurs. As it turned out, several of them were very wealthy. In the wake of the family's legal troubles, Roy made his intentions abundantly clear. This was going to be a school for agricultural research. It was not a clinic. It was not a medical facility. He added, speaking with the Associated Press in June of 1947, that, quote, if anybody calls it a health resort, I'll whip them. Let's hope that no one did. When the space opened up to the public, the Associated Press reported that 10,000 people streamed in on the first day, all, as before, free of charge. Even partially finished, the compound was strung with wires to catch cosmic rays and eliminate static. The visiting AP reporter, a man named Hal Boyle, noted a number of sickly and elderly visitors clutching wires. One woman told Boyle that she was from Washington State and came on the neighbor's suggestion. He came here and after two weeks, he coughed up his cancer. I've been troubled by gallstones myself. The same woman attempted to show Boyle how to experience the cosmic rays. The following is directly from Boyle's account. Quote, she pointed at my foot on the ground. Does it feel any way? She asked. Yes, it feels cool, I said. A breeze was blowing. No, she said. It's warm, but everybody can't feel it. My gallstones are better. I can tell by the pain in my side. That means they're going away. I may have to stay here three or four years to get well. Boyle adds that, curious, he picked up one of the wires resting on the ground. He felt nothing. That campus, whatever the purpose it served, was not to last forever. The Beeves eventually took money from the state of California in exchange for those 25 acres. State Route 91 sprung up in its place. The Long Beach Press-Telegram reported that Roy Beeb and his family relocated to San Bernardino County with a small colony of followers. From there, we don't know much about the rest of his life. When Roy Beeb died in 1966, he'd been out of the headlines for a few decades. 
and his Long Beach Press Telegram obituary, for which no author is credited. He's remembered as, quote, Roy Beebe, producer of Health Foods. The obituary details the soil experiments, the giant vegetables, but there is not a single mention of cosmic rays or the hundreds of people who earnestly believed that Roy Beebe's wires had saved their lives. We now know that all that talk of static and cosmic rays was pseudoscience at best. Many of Roy's contemporaries had suspected as much even in the 1940s. Still, isn't it, well, strange to not mention it at all on his passing? But decades after Roy's death, the same paper that ran that obituary published a more complete, maybe more compassionate take on the whole ordeal. It came from someone who certainly knew Roy B. well. Ginger Moody, Roy's granddaughter, wrote into the Long Beach Press-Telegram in August of 2011. She said in part, quote, I thought everyone had a grandfather who had a cosmic ray. He sincerely believed in the cosmic ray. I don't know why. Faith healing or the power of the mind, but people really did get cured when they came. And why did people feel better? Maybe it was Roy's health foods or sitting in the California sunshine or the warm friendship of fellow Ray devotees. An oasis in a world that had so long been at war. Maybe the why of it doesn't really matter. Maybe we all find our own version of Roy's rays, whatever and wherever they are, to bask in for just a moment, when we can. We hope you'll join us next time for another real-life story from the fine print of America's local papers. From the lives of regular people, just like you and me, except for one strange thing. Oh, and strangers. One Strange Thing is an entirely independent production. To support the show and to hear more of the entirely true and enticingly peculiar, join us over on Patreon. There you'll get ad-free early releases of our regular episodes, plus a full-length bonus episode every month, and plenty of other fun content. We hope you'll check it out. Please stay tuned for a moment to hear a promo from one of our favorite shows. We hope you'll give them a listen. Hey everyone, Stephen Ray Morris here, audio engineer and podcast producer, host of The Purcast, a podcast about cats, and see Jurassic Right, a podcast about Jurassic Park and dinosaurs. I'm very excited today to announce my newest podcast endeavor, the first episode dropping Friday, February 12th. It's called Everything But The Movie, a Star Wars Book Club podcast. That's right, I'm going to be heading to a galaxy far, far away, bi-monthly, bi-weekly, 
twice a month to chat about my favorite books set in the Star Wars universe. Currently, Star Wars literature can be divided into two segments. Legends, the expanded universe of my childhood and all 90s kids, and canon, Star Wars stories created after Disney's purchase of Lucasfilm in 2014. Now, I'm not here to pick sides, as each month on this podcast, I will cover one book from the new canon to read and one book from Legends to read and share with y'all. I love it all. So now that you have your path, I'm looking forward to reading along with you. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll be ready for when episodes start dropping and follow the podcast on social media at EBTM Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram. See you soon. And of course, may the force be with you. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.